Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At the moment, there's certainly an increasing interest in electronic music. Music that is produced by electronic oscillators. Think of a sound and now make it. Any sound is now possible. Any combination of sounds is now possible. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. I can help you navigate the toxicity of this male culture which is encroaching on our feminist island. I mean, for instance, there is something called mansplaining. Have you heard about this? We know what mansplaining is. Mansplaining is when a man will condescendingly explain something to a woman that she already knows. We have work to do. It's exciting, isn't it? Of course. Really exciting. Around here, this is peak excitement. And now... Everybody, just leave me alone. I'm poopy. Our feature presentation. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Labor alone. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 29th of October. Hey, y'all. Hey. What? What's up? Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? It's been a week. Hi, <laughs> Bean. Hey, Allie. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's up? Hey, Chip. Hi, Bean. Where's the, uh, where's the boy Wonder today? Uh, the Boy Wonder is on a trip. He's, yeah, filming his show yeah. in a different state for oh, a few days. Oh, he's dropping yeah. the mic? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so ne- nearly a full complement of uh, staff here. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's about good. as good as it gets. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> about all we hope for these days. <laughs> Let me just say that it's better to go to the oh, World Series. Oh, don't Seri- start talking crap about the Dodgers. I'm not talking crap. All right. I'm saying, look. I'm Mr. Brightside. Okay, right, you of guys course know you're that. Known for you, that. Known, I, yeah. I am known <laughs> right. for being the guy who always sees the best, right, mm-hmm. in every situation. It's better to go to the World Series as much as it hurts. It's better to go to the World Series and lose than to not go to the World Series. It's not a hundred percent successful season, granted, mm-hmm. right? But you did better than every other team in baseball except one. Yeah, but by the time you get to that position where you're playing for the World Series Mm -hmm. with one other team, it's Mm -hmm. all you can see. You just have to beat one more. Yeah. You're not looking behind you at all the other teams. Right. But what I'm saying is, look, at the end of this, maybe today that's hard Mm -hmm. to wrap your head around. The Dodgers have the second best team in baseball. Okay? That's nothing to be ashamed of. No, agreed is what I'm saying, is that it's a remarkable achievement to get to the World Series anyway. We all know how difficult that is. We all know how difficult it is to repeat. And it is, it's it's incredible that they were able to do it. It's just sad the way it, uh, sad the way it worked out. But on the other hand, I'll also say this. This is, it's hard to hate this Red Sox team. 
They're not dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. They really, they play together like a team. They beat you in so many different ways. I feel like, Kevin, you've been a Lakers fan your whole life. Mm-hmm. You had to marvel at those Warriors teams that won because you'd never seen anything as good as that. Yeah, but if I was in the finals with them, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately you're right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the finals with them, I'm pissed. Yeah, just or disappointed, maybe. But disappointed, I yeah. think is fair. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to. You also have to say that the Golden State Warriors are an amazing team. You have to give them credit. I feel right. that way about the Red Sox. Yeah. And B, if I were a huge Dodger fan, I wouldn't want to hear that today. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's delicate. I, I know will, it's delicate. I will say this. Yes, please. They were outcoached mm-hmm. by far, and they mm-hmm. were outplayed. By far. They they weren't a better team, period. Yeah, we I, can I, all just say that. I think that's true. And anyone that says, oh, they were just as good, they could... No, no, no. And the sooner you realize that, the better you'll feel about it. They weren't going to win this. Suckers. They made me so mad. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> Hope. Yeah. I live by this. <sighs> Hope hurts. Hope does hurt. <laughs> so let's just start right? in last place. We're all good. <laughs> you don't expect more? That's why being a Mariners fan is the smartest decision I ever made. <laughs> oh. You never have to worry about October. I was just so... When I saw the lineup for yesterday's game and I saw uh-huh. that Kike was batting third, I was like, they don't care. They don't care. Well, I mean, I think they did care. I don't think they made any decisions that, that they thought would hurt the team. Dave Roberts had a plan, and he it didn't sure work out. did. He had a plan that it, said the numbers lined up to this, and this is where mm-hmm. he should go. Instead of saying this hasn't worked out yet, yeah. And yeah, you know, after what? every game, they it, said we're going to stick with this. That's yeah. bad coaching. Period. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to Matt Money Smith about that next hour, and I know we'll be discussing it. And um, look, when even the president is blasting you on Twitter for moves you're making as the manager, was he doing know, that? Oh yeah. Well, when, and that turned out because he knows to be so much about baseball. The whole the whole truth with oh. Rich Hill, which we found out in yesterday's game. Right. When he went out to go get, we need to talk about that with yeah, Matt we'll talk because about that with, none of that made money. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know the president was just being fan at home and thought he knew what was going on. He didn't have the real story. What? None of us did. The president. I know, but he still <laughs> tweeted. That's about ridiculous. It. He no. did still tweet. Okay, good. But anyway, it's uh, it's a very sad day, but I think the only gracious things to say are thank you to the Dodgers for another exciting season and congratulations to the Red Sox for a well-deserved win. When and do think, we start talking about if Kershaw leaves? Well, Is I'm, it too soon? Probably. Within the next three days, I yeah. guess we yeah. find out, right? We'll and talk Dave about Roberts. that. With, we'll talk about Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Dave Roberts is going to leave. I don't either. We'll, we'll no, talk then about the that. front office would have to neuter the next coach, and that takes time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, plenty of a Dodger breakdown on today's Kevin Bean Show. Let me do a real quick thing, can I, before we break? Sure. Only because uh, I, I could have saved this for What's Up With Florida. I could have saved this for animal stories. But I just, I saw it this morning, and I just can't believe it. You know these, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, they're not homeowners associates. No, Donkey. they're not homeowners associations. What what do they call those rules in a neighborhood where you are, are overseen by you know property yeah, owners? Yeah, like you have to keep your front lawn up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. What yeah, you're what, are the, what are those things called? Allie, you would know, right? Uh, there, home something a, association. Yeah, I There's thought a it was term for it. Yeah. something association. Yeah. Are we this, helping? <laughs> we're not. Not at all. I, I figured between the two of them. Mm, this don't figure pe- that. This is a Pensacola woman who lives in an area where they are not allowed to raise animals. In the pro- on the property. Fair fair enough, understandable enough. You mm-hmm. don't want to wake up one day and find out your neighbor has, has you know, created a cow farm next to you, you know? 
Most of us don't have room for a cow farm next to us. Maybe a cat. that one down. Maybe just My a cat. apartment has a cow right. farm next to us now. I can't believe this. Where do you get the space? Three minutes, and I'm back on this bad example. But this poor lady down in uh, down in Pensacola, her name is Krista White. She started a butterfly garden in oh. her front yard six years ago. She loves butterflies, and she. Basically, she raises caterpillars into butterflies, nurturing them, making sure that they have the food and the shelter and the water and everything that they need. And then when they get old enough, they fly away. I mean, are those technically animals? And well, what's more chill than a butterfly? What's yes, wrong with these people? She has a passion for nature. She's, that's what she says, by the way, is who on earth could be bothered by a butterfly? Don't you see a butterfly in your neighborhood? You go, oh, that's delightful. Yes. Right? So she goes out of her way to help the colorful creatures, it says here. They've been declining in her region in, in, in recent years. It's a beautiful neighborhood. I live here. I want my caterp- caterpillars and butterflies to be at peace, too. Earlier this month, she received a first and final notice from the Crown Point Property Owners Association saying it was against community covenants to have other animals bred or raised on a lot except for dogs or cats. Wow. This, she comes back, sees this in her mailbox... They start fining her $25 a day, mm. over $9,000 a year for her butterfly farm. So far, she hasn't paid a cent, by the way, but they say that butterflies are not allowed on the property. <sighs> so she's fighting it. I can't, I mean, is this letter of the law thing like when they yes. say you can't put anything out in front of your house and then somebody has to go to court because they fly an American flag? Is this one of these deals? It's, I think so, it's yeah. It's got to be, yeah. It's got to be letter of the law because who cares about it? Right. Who's upset right. about she's not she's not raising alligators. Okay. How, how about a first and final notice? That's, yes. that's that funny seems too. aggressive. Yes, it's first does. and this is final. the last time we'll tell you, which is also the first time. <laughs> Remember ten seconds ago when you started reading this letter? That was your first warning. <laughs> so I'm gonna definitely keep my eye on uh, Pensacola and see what happens with Chris or Chris or White. But I guess the fear is that that they say okay to her, and then the next thing you know, the guy next door says, Ooh, I, I want to raise <laughs> <laughs> <that> cow farm. <laughs> I want to raise boa constrictors or whatever. I guess they got to draw the line somewhere, but not. it's got to be above butterflies. That's all I'm saying. I would think so as well. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Honey, I've always told my son, don't be messing around with that. Like we uh, mentioned, we're going to talk to Matt Money Smith about the World Series in the mm-hmm. 6 o'clock hour. Uh, WWE SmackDown tickets today. Oh. Oh. We have, uh, last week, I don't know if you heard, uh, it was pretty spectacular. We did our flute fails. Mm. And by pretty spectacular, I mean horrible. Yeah, we weren't good. But uh, we need to play those for B, and then B needs to get out the uke. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because we I... couldn't play what we were playing. Right, it's only all. fair. Uh, I, can all, tell you, I can tell you what's going on with the uke, but you guys were playing the flute? Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's not the flute, it's the recorder. Yeah. Oh, I they see. They call it okay. a flute because online on YouTube it says flute fails. But Okay. Yeah, it's a recorder, and it's not possible to change a note on those things. <laughs> we, we found out. <laughs> Everybody's like, can you get it to change at all? Nope, put your finger here. Try this. Put your finger there. We literally thought Jensen and I had a broken flute. <laughs> <laughs> on the YouTube, though, yeah. are there people you can find who are playing recorders like professional musicians? Listen, we don't have time to check that kind of stuff. Okay. I The ones that he brought in were not, Mm-mm. and I think okay. most of them weren't. Okay. Because that's a difficult, difficult thing to make. That sounds good as a fail, then, if it's you can't a fail, yeah. ever make it sound good. Uh, Andrew Siciliano talking about week eight mm-hmm. of the NFL. Uh, how the, about those Rams, by the way? How about those Rams? How about uh, those the, Rams? The scariest Halloween movies we're going to talk about today. And great news, because it's Monday morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, I really need to be brought up to speed. I have missed a lot over the over the weekend and wow. over the past week, so please fill me in. What's happening? Let me help you out. First yes. off, let's turn to the box office. All right. Halloween maintaining its top spot at the box office for the second weekend in a row, and they crossed that all-important $100 million mark on Friday. Worldwide, the film has nabbed about $172 million. Not bad. Pretty Kevin, strong. Not bad. I did not see that, no. Oh, man. I know. I wanted to, but I didn't have time. Busy guy. You're very busy. You're very busy. Um, following that, A Star is Born. And then Venom, top three again. Not mm. bad, right? I thought that was going to go away. I mean, it's got, amazing, it's got amazing special effects. And, yes. you know, everybody was looking forward to it. So I can see why th- yeah. it's going on. Coming in at number four, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. And at number five, Hunter Killer. Hunter Killer. Mm-hmm. That's the one I almost went and saw. Who's in that? What's what's that? Um, Gerard Butler. Oh, yeah. Okay. He plays like another, a submarine uh, captain and uh, Russians in World on. War Three. I don't know. Gerard in a... save, saving the world like uh, yes. like uh, London is falling. Like, yes, exactly. Okay. Except for now, he's in a sub. All right. Oh, I would love to be in enclosed space. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Wow, I've never even heard of that movie. I didn't either till I saw the trailer. Goodness. Not great advertising for that one. Not a lot. Yeah, we got to get on that. Did you oh, wait, guys... Is my, is my uh, first man movie, is that is that dead? Uh, it's, it's dead. Come, come I mean, it's go. not in the top. Oh, yeah, it came in number seven, 4.9 million. Mm. Yeah, I felt like that would have legs that people it's would an amazing just movie. keep seeing it, but I guess not. Plus so that people... movie about tiny feet, small foot. Right. That, no one's seeing that, <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought Ryan Gosling was... A huge draw for people. Right. You know what I mean? Like that alone. I mean, I get that most people probably don't know who Neil Armstrong is. <laughs> they probably think it's a fake story. That's the but, saddest thing. But Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy seems like that's the kind of couple people would want to go see. Yeah, I guess not. You would think. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember that much delayed movie, London Fields? It was supposed to open in 2015. Then there was a legal dispute. It was pulled. Amber Heard, Billy Bob Thornton, Johnny Depp, Cara Delevingne, like big, big cast. That uh, that debuted to one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Oh, the second worst opening for a wide release behind two thousand and eight's Proud American. Yep, don't remember hmm. that either. So this is not. Uh, but I'm going to say no advertising for that as well, right? They just throw it in the. Yeah, it seems like it. Sort of. But these are it. these are huge names. You yeah. would think. I don't know. Listen, I don't have all the answers. I do have the answers to this, though. Do you guys remember last week that viral photo of Justin Bieber sitting on a park bench, eating a burrito? Yeah, burrito gate. Sideways. Did you say burrito gate? It was a pretty big deal. He was eating. Because he was eating it sideways? Yeah. Like an animal. Like a absolute monster. And the the internet went crazy. Of like, course. does he not know how to eat a burrito? Do they not have burritos in Canada? Like, what's happening with this? Well, we have come to find out that that was not Justin Bieber. It was all staged by a group called Yes Theory. And they posted a video of how they came up with this, where they're like, what should we have this Justin Bieber look alike? Which, by the way, this guy from Canada 
looks more like Justin Bieber than Justin oh, Bieber. Is that right? They brought him to a wig store. They cut the wig. They went and got him the, the hoodie. It's a fascinating video, but they had like a flow chart of all the different things that he could be doing that will offend people. Mm-hmm. And they went with eating a burrito sideways. That's really smart. And it was the right thing. It's that kind of nonsense that gets response from people. Absolutely. So they posted how they came up with the whole thing. Um, and then The Blast um, wrote how they kind of got duped. But they had checked with this guy named Connor, found out that it was the original um, photo, that they were the ones that took it. So they thought it was legit. But then when they saw all of this, they just did this whole story and they wrote, well done, gentlemen. Well done. So you've got to give them kudos because yeah. that was probably the biggest viral story of the week. Justin Bieber eating a burrito like a deranged monster. Well, it it's wasn't funny him. in the video to see the stuff that they tried before they got to the burrito, too. Yeah. They shot other videos of him, like, helping an old lady across the street after she dropped her purse and things like that. Just looking for the right photo that they thought could get it done. But the crazy part of the um, helping the old lady across the street, right as they were doing that, one of those celebrity buses came up and people started freaking out because they thought it was Justin. They're like, that's the weirdest timing wow. ever. So, not everything that you see on the internet is real. What? So he knows how to yeah. eat a burrito in real life. I probably. mean, I don't know if we, we don't know, know for that sure. for sure. Until we see he made a burrito, we don't know. Right. What if he eats it with a fork and then knife? Oh, oh. you kick him out. It's almost worse than eating it sideways, right? That's, uh, <clears throat> that's me. That's, that's how I, that's, you, you know me. would. You're a monster. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Well, when we come back. Eat pizza with a fork? He I does. Do. Oh, you're a hamburgers with a fork. Well, well hamburgers. No, no. Hamburgers? No. no. You're a terrible human. I eat french fries with a fork. What? I just... What, what don't you like about your fingers? What's I wrong just, with your fingers? I prefer to eat with silverware. <laughs> you mark that one down. <laughs> What's, but these things are made to be eaten with your fingers. That's one option. That's what... That's what it's intended. Okay, I what mean, you could, do you eat with your fingers? What will, like a, like a sandwich, like a tuna fish sandwich? Nope, cut no. it up. <gasps> Fork, don't be ridiculous. Cut up a sandwich. He's um, not an animal. I do you eat, eat uh, anything with your fingers? Well, hold on a second. I'm sure I do. Pudding? Carrots? <laughs> Carrots I eat. <laughs> would you like to see that? Soup? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, cut, I cut apples and use a fork. Um, what? Wait, what? what? Come on now. You cut apples into tiny little finger-sized food. Uh-huh. And then you use I a fork. Use a fork, yeah. I'm very committed to my silverware. <laughs> You're nuts. You are nuts. What don't you eat with a fork? Like, I what? told you, carrots. That's it? I'm sure there may be other things. I mean, uh, uh, candy. I, I, I don't use a knife and a fork for okay. like, a, like candy corn. Only because it. of the size of it. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably, yeah. It's this okay, is, guys. It's, I don't it's, think it is. Yeah, I'm changed. <laughs> I'm definitely right. changed. Some birthdays for you. Tracy Ellis Ross, Gabrielle Union, Winona Ryder, the voice of Homer Simpson, Grandpa Simpson, Krusty the Clown, Willie, the groundskeeper, Mayor Joe Quimby, he does it all. Dan Castaneda, and I don't know how to say this singer's name. Is it Tovlo? Is it... How do we say it? Do we know? We're looking. We're looking. Should have told you. <laughs> Maybe a heads up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Maybe next hour. How do you say it? Do you know? Tovlo. It's, it's Tovlo, but then she said it was like... Tovlo. Or something. <laughs> something bizarre. <laughs> All right. We'll get to the bottom of that. And that's what's happening. 
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. First, though, the Kevin and Bean Afro line. If I remember the number correctly this time, it's 323-520-AFRO. It's the Kevin and Bean voicemail. 24 hours a day, you call us, leave a message. We play them back on the radio. Okay, when you were talking about the Munford and Sons performance and saying they were going to perform in your kitchen, I kept thinking you guys were just joking around. And I got to hand it to you. I'm from San Bernardino, and y'all is ghetto as hell, making them perform in your kitchen like that. I mean... She's not wrong. She's, she's not, not wrong. wrong. Yeah. Uh, candy corn keeps coming up, because Bean loves it. Uh-huh. It's the best. And he's the only person that loves it, mm-hmm. until this guy. Hey there. So the other morning you guys were talking about candy corn and all the permutations uh, uh, during the year that they make of these things. And, and I am now, right now, munching down on a football candy corn item thing and it's like three times the size of a normal candy corn so you you like you bite into it and it's like biting into three of those things and it's awesome i love these things i'd have them every day for breakfast i already told my wife that uh uh, halloween's wednesday right thursday i'm going out to all the stores man i'm loading up on candy corn the The one thing you know is that it'll last for next year and all the years after that i still have candy corn in my pantry from last year but i'm still loading up on more candy corn once it goes to 50 percent off so i'll have it throughout all of next year as well i bet it's 50 percent off now no one's buying it (laughs) (laughs) it's a very popular treat bean you should ask for a little money from this person Oh, my God. I've been playing HQ Trivia since Bean first mentioned it. And I just won oh. $2.12. I'm rich. Very exciting. How about a little taste for Bean? <laughs> Congratulations. How much did I you get out of uh, $2.12 minutes? I mean, I'm in a dollars. drought, by the way, right now. I haven't won in a couple of months. I'm in a drought oh. on HQ. It's killing me. Sorry I hate it. I'm so dumb. <laughs> That's why I don't play Bean, because I know I'm dumb, so, so I just don't dumb. do it. But, 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 uh, but, 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 stuff. What's up, Allie? Hey. Oh. Um, since we started playing this song, it's gotten nothing but universal hate. Mm-hmm. Because the parents who have to put up with it um, are tired of it. Baby shark. God damn it. My... Kid just got over that shark song, and Omar had to make the I found it off your Screw you! This is Omar. I found this on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. All right, those of you that think you hate it, uh huh. I challenge you to hate this. When are you going to stop singing that song? <laughs> now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> now? No. Little kids don't get tired of anything ever, right? No, they don't. That's mm-hmm. okay. Um, bong bong is something that we started talking about after we interviewed Riza. Uh-huh. And he said that at the end of the, in an interview, and I felt like I should it should have made sense to me. So then we went and looked it up, and it was basically a term he made up. And now people are starting to use it in songs. I like it. 
Bong bong. Bong bong had a little bong, little bong, little bong, bong bong had a little bong with bong, as bong as bong. That sounds dirty. Old my bong bong had a bong, bong ba bong ba bong, with a bong bong here and a bong bong there, here a bong there a bong, everywhere a bong bong. Old my bong bong had a bong, bong ba bong ba bong. I'm pretty sure she's saying bong in that one. Yeah, who's with me? Bong him up, 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 bong him up, 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 bong him up, up, up. I'm on bong bong. Pretty strong. Pretty strong work. Hey, guys. This is Monty from Arizona. I just want to let you know that your little flute bits you're doing, I love it. It sounds so terrible, but you know who's really eating themselves up inside and killing themselves because you're not having them on? Our median comedian. Remember, he does this? True. Oh, my God. He is dying. I forgot that he played the recorder yeah. pretty much in all of his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did call the Afro line. Now, if you want to have a Halloween haircut and makeup, color haircut, give me a buzz, dude. Halloween is coming to your house. Why don't you come all in my house, get a haircut, Halloween. Halloween time, haircut time, color time. Call me right away. Hey, what are you guys wearing on Halloween night? Are you getting haircuts? Guarantee Sam is high when he calls that sure. time. Guarantee. Super high. Um, does that sound like the voice of a guy who you want to allow near your head? It does not. With a pair of scissors. And yet that happens every day. Every day. And people know it. Yeah. And it still happens. Yeah. Uh, Omar pointed out, Bean, that we have not been playing... Sam, the Armenian comedian's Halloween song, and how is not how is it not in our rotation? Mm, well, we, we have uh, we've sampled, uh, we played a little well, bit. Let's of... just hear a little more. Just... Okay. I'm Sam, the Armenian comedian. It's time for a Halloween. I'm Sam, the Armenian comedian. I want to make you scream because I'm scaring you like a skeleton. Cause I have something big in my pants. It might be Halloween time. But for my ladies, it's halloween time. I want to hunt you, little kitty. Come here, little kitty, because you're so pretty. Um, I'm very disturbed by this. <laughs> Just can't. I didn't know he was saying, come here, little kitty. That's not what we want, is it? I think he means cat. I know what he... Oh, no, I... You think so? Okay, I good. I hope so. <laughs> I am Sam, the spooky one. I want to shoot you with my crotch gun. I want to butt you in the neck. Then I will make some baklava so we can eat it. Oh, it's so spooky on Halloween. Oh, I'm so bold. I look like Mr. Green. All right, listen, only another minute and a half. How much do you have time for? Please, no more. No No more? more? I I, I was out at crotch gun. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, three, five, two, zero, AFRO. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Yes, it's over. It's over. We did. No more baseball. No more boring baseball until next year. We can start having fun again. (laughs) (laughs) Too too soon, Kevin. Too Too soon? soon. That hurts. That hurts. We wanted more baseball. We wanted a travel day today and then a couple more games in Boston. That's what we wanted. Right. That's not what we're getting. All right. I know we're putting a lot of pressure on Matt Money Smith, but he needs to uh, cheer us up here a little bit today. He works for AM570, the Dodgers station. He has lived and breathed by this team for uh, years and years and years. How uh, 
How bad do you feel this morning, Matt? Oh, that's my job? Dance, monkey. Yep. So, uh, here, here's what I would say. I disagree. I didn't need that flight back to Boston because I lived it. I lived it in 2008 when the uh, Lakers went down 0-2 to the Celtics. Came back here, won game three. We're up big in game four, only to blow it hmm. and go back three games to one and then win game five. And then we got to fly out that freaking night to Boston <laughs> just to get absolutely destroyed and humiliated <laughs> and watch a goddamn Gatorade bath on a basketball court for Doc Rivers and company. And then have a long flight home that was so long, the headwinds were so strong, we had to stop in Nebraska to refuel. <laughs> Can I just... We didn't need to win that game last night, all right? I'm happy they lost. Could I just ask a Nobody question? You have to go through that. I lived it, and it was terrible. Can I just ask... But I didn't ask a question here, Money? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this sorry. the is this the part where you cheer us up? <laughs> yeah. See, you're laughing. You're laughing at my failures in my uncomfortable situation. That so is that's true. Why, yeah. All right. They I want the better team. That's all it is. They weren't. Well, they, they were nowhere near being the better team. I mean, this this that's the sad thing about last year is last year they were. Last year they were better than the Astros and they blew it. And and this year you this is what. This is what last year's World Series should have looked like. You know, Kenley Jansen should have closed out game two, and they should have won game five. And they would have been World Series champions, and the 30-year drought was over. But this year, they were a flawed team, and that's why they were 10 games under 500 and needed a 163rd game to win the division. Mm. Now, uh, Ali, you, uh, dis- you ag- agree with Matt that the Red Sox were a better team. We mm-hmm. spoke about that earlier today. You also believe they were massively outmanaged. One hundred percent. And anyone that doesn't think that is an idiot. <laughs> oh, she was about to say a goddamn idiot. I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> and and you're right, Allie. They, Dave Roberts could not. Every single thing he tried failed. I mean, it is it is remarkable. Normally, but you'll at least he part- stuck with it. Yeah, hey, I'm going to keep going to this Ryan Madsen guy. How many runners <sighs> inherited his? Is he allowed to score? Uh, that'd be all of them, Doc. Okay, let's get him back in there. <laughs> you know, it, it is it is the the man who is down to his last $100. Money plays. <laughs> and it comes up red for the seventh time in a row. I mean, that is what Ryan Madsen was for, for Doc Roberts. And But let so, me ask you a question. Dave, yeah, Dave yeah. Roberts tried everything. He threw out every pitcher he could on the mound, and they jacked every single pitcher. It was almost – I mean, isn't, doesn't it have a lot to do with the Red Sox being good hitters as well? I think the most – yeah, the most egregious, though, was lifting Rich Hill. And yes. it's something, you know, because we're the Dodger station, we talk to these guys a lot. Rich Hill is just one of the best dudes in baseball. He's such a great guy, and he is a fierce competitor. And this whole analytics thing of you can't let him face someone th- three times through the lineup drives him crazy. Because he says, look, I get better as the game goes on. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, the batters get to see me three times, but I get to see them three times. Right. And as someone who's in his mid-30s and has been doing this a long time, I can make adjustments. And when he's got a one-hitter going, sure, he walks a guy. So what? You know, he's got a one-hitter going. Yes. He has 90 and, pitches. So and that's, and that's that, was the most con- that was the most controversial Dave Roberts' decision of the series. Even the president weighed in on Twitter about what a dumb move but that was. But it was also a completely mis- misunderstood situation. Explain that to us, Money, how Rich Hill didn't really want to come out. But Dave Roberts... Well, went- I, yeah, I guess here, first of all, if I had to describe it in two words, I would describe it as, big mistake. Um, <laughs> but here, here is what people don't know, is that... In the in the top of the seventh inning, I, I'm sorry, in the bottom of the sixth inning, when the Dodgers were hitting, 
Rich Hill went to Dave, Dave Roberts, and said, hey, keep an eye on me. Basically saying, look, I might be hitting that wall here, so I know I'm, you know, I, I'm bull, I'm a bulldog like Oral Hershiser. I do not want to come off that mound, and I am not going to ask out. But use your eyes. You're a baseball guy. If it looks like this stuff isn't working, come get me. Um, so I think having planted that seed and then going out there and walking the first guy, you know, may have – I think those two things together may have led Dave Roberts to make an irrational decision. So it is hard to put it all on him knowing now that he had that conversation. Yeah, but with without Hill. even a conversation at the mound, though, couldn't they have at least exchanged a few words? Listen, Rich Hill just handed I him agree. the ball and walked off. I, I mean, look, I think I think we all have these fantasies of, you know, if I was in the ring with Mike Tyson, I'd knock his ass out. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like – if I were in the front row behind the dugout, I'd be screaming at Dave, no, no, don't do it. And he would look at me and he would say, really, money? I shouldn't do it. That's right, Dave. Don't do it. Jump back in the dugout. And everything would be fine. You know, I, I, I think everybody watching had, and look, everybody in the stadium had it. That's why they booed him yeah. when he came out of the dugout. Yeah, you know, true. it's like, no, you don't want to do this. You just had every reliever throw an 18-inning game last night. Think with the guy. Who didn't pitch the night before? Exactly. So. By the way, I really thought. Look, there's plenty of there's plenty of time, and there's plenty of uh, decisions that were made that it's fun now to go back and and reanalyze. But I thought the Dodgers had it in the bag after they won that 18 inning game, and Boston had already burned their game four starter. I thought they're not even going to be able to cobble pitchers pitchers together for the next game. I really thought that was going to be the momentum turning point, and the Dodgers were going to win this thing. That was very short lived, Matt. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I'll tell you, it's funny, that that moment, though, for me being extended to a pitcher appearing like uh, Lucas in the Bad News Bears after Yasiel Sweet <laughs> hit that home run and he threw his glove on the ground. Actually, it was Tanner that slammed his glove that on the ground. That was a sweet that moment. Was, that was sweet. And, and I was like, okay, they're done. The, they're the Red done. Sox have completely unraveled. They've lost their minds. Uh, they recognize they let this thing slip away because Evaldi had to throw those six innings in the 18-inning game they lost, and now uh-huh. they're screwed. Um, and unfortunately, Rich Hill was lifted in the seventh inning and nine unanswered runs. I love right. the, the whole narrative going into this from Boston sports fans and the media in Boston was – you know, we just we don't have the bullpen here in Boston. We just don't have it. Um, turns yeah, out you turns do. Out you, you turns did. out you did. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I think the narrative going in, Allie, and I, don't, I wasn't really paying attention to those jackasses out there. Right. But, um, what I thought was the narrative was the Red Sox are a far superior team. Mm-hmm. You know, they won 108 games. They destroyed a Yankees team that won 100 games, and they destroyed an Astros team that won 103 games. So what are they going to do with a team that won 92 probably destroy them um and i think that's ultimately what all right we're running low on time just a guess for dave roberts what happens and for clayton kershaw kershaw's and i think if kershaw opts out he's gone um i think he i think if he opts out he decides you know what i want to live in texas i i hope the rangers would be willing to give me 25 million bucks a year or something i just want to live here it's where my family is it's where i'm raising my kids uh if he opts I just don't see him opting out for longer term and more money because clearly he's not the same pitcher he once was. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is evident. So I, I would find it hard for him to to land another $30 million a year deal. So I think he opts in. Uh, I think he opts in and he, he takes his, his two years. And, he stays. And that's that. Yeah, okay. I do. I think he stays. Good. And Dave Roberts? And, you know, and Dave Roberts. That's a tough one because, you know, the rumors – 
the rumors were that he wasn't Friedman's guy in the first place, and to some degree he was pressured to to, to be hired by um, Mark Walters, the managing partner of the Dodgers that mm-hmm. he really liked. Dave, um, I want so him to stay. Like, by the way, I want somebody yeah, who can I, take I, your I team he, to the World Series two years in a row to to manage them again. Yeah, not to mention win the division every single year you've been the manager. So right. you win the division, you go to the World Series. That, look, that's not easy. I mean, yeah, the no. Cubs ended their 108-year drought, but they haven't been back. I mean, the fact that the Dodgers went to back-to-back World Series is pretty remarkable, especially considering the adversity they faced this year. I mean, that Absolutely. is a hell of an accomplishment. So I'm sure he'll be back. There's just, I don't, you know, unless... And it's not like for I think the Dodgers pie in the sky is like well you know Mike Sosha's out there man and he wants to keep managing should we get Mike Sosha here I mean he's small ball uh, he's nope but not going to happen he's yeah, not we've he's seen the, the way he's managed you know. the last fifteen years right and I think what he would do with that folder of analytics is very major league ass he'd throw it on the ground and take a whiz on it yeah and, well Farhan side he brought it down that's just not his style so I think Dave comes back. All right. Well, listen, we could uh, talk all day. We don't have the time on our show, but I'm sure you and the P will be running every aspect of this game from all angles this afternoon on your uh, Petrus and Money radio show. As always, we adore you, Matt, and we appreciate you carving out some time during a very busy time of the year to come on and talk Dodgers with us, man. So have a great day. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, man. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. First, though, it's Monday. That means it's time for Great News. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. You guys starting to think about that guy or gal in South Carolina who bought the winning $1.6 billion Mega Millions ticket? Didn't give her a thought. She took I, my money. I just wonder if he or she knows. I just wonder if this is going to be one of those. I know it's early to ask that question because it's only been a week. And obviously a lot of people would uh, you know get their life in order before they came forward. But I would, I'm would i dying to know if the person knows they've won the money yet. Do we find out? I know that they don't have to come forward and say, I won it. They don't have mm-hmm. to make that public. But do mm-hmm. they have to say, yes, the person came forward? Yes, they will. Okay. Yeah, the, they will, the, the Mega Millions people will say if the person comes forward. Okay. But so far... Built one point six billion dollars. We already played um, the intro for a bit, right? Um, and it's called "Great News." When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. No, I have great Take news. Take two. So I do. bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. I'm, I'm getting to the point. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great, great news. Right? Great news today. Great news. A story that is considered great news. An 87-year-old man named Earl Livingston of Blackwood, New Jersey, was walking to a nearby convenience store a couple of Tuesdays ago to buy a ticket for that $1.6 billion Mega Williams drawing that somebody else won but still hasn't come forward with. He's 87, guys. On his walk to buy a lottery ticket, he fell and broke his hip. Oh, my God. Which is bad news for an old man, as you know. He was taken to Jefferson Stratford Hospital while in the hospital preparing for... Hold on, hold on. When you wake up, all you hear is bad 
news. And then we tell good, great news. Bro, this is okay, great news. Ahead. He's in the bed. He's preparing for surgery to get his hip fit fixed, and he gets to chatting with his nurse. And uh, all right, here we go. The, right, the nurse. And his doctor invite him to join the hospital office lottery pool. They had all pulled together and bought tickets for this Mega Millions drawing, and they won it. (gasps) Are you kidding? He had a, the patient had a $2 buy-in. They want, they had all the numbers except for the last one. So they got five out of the six, which means they won only a million dollars. Wow. On this ticket. This was his $2 buy-in, by the way. Everybody else on the ticket was a hospital employee. It was 141 hospital employees, plus this guy, 87-year-old Earl Livingston with the bum hip. Which is unbelievable that they let him in on their pool and then told him about it when they won, and he gets $7,000 along with everybody else. Did they pay it to him yet? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see whether they've actually gone and yeah, picked sure, up the number. Of course, but no problem. We've got you. <laughs> they're We've all. Got you. We'll tell you when the money comes in. They're all taking pictures <laughs> together. The, he said. Uh, he said that the hospital staff made him feel like part of the team. He couldn't be more grateful. Here's a couple of his nieces responding to the news about what happened to their uncle. I couldn't believe it. I, I'm telling you. I kept saying, "Why?" I could not believe it. It was just. It's just kind and nice and. You know, it's just nice to know that there are good people still in this world. It's, it's, it was, it's wonderful. We can't thank them enough. We were just so overwhelmed and humble that they did this. They didn't have to put money in for yeah. him. They didn't have to tell him that he won. They were just honest, good people. Why is everyone so shocked that they right? told him he won? This is crazy. Because they actually told him he won. This because is so be, sad. Because it would be so easy for them to not. That's why. Oh. And look, we see how humans treat humans these days, right? Yeah. But the doctors at the hospital say as excited as we were and in the process of congratulating everyone, we never lost sight of what was important, which is to care for our patients and make them feel important. So how about that for some great news? Oh. Sorry, I wasn't ready. How about that for some... Great news. All right, I'm going to uh, destroy these names, and I apologize for this in advance, but this is a great story. Every year, hundreds of tourists flock to the temple town of Udupi during Krishna Jamhatami. You're the right guy to do this story. Thank you. There are many uh, vibrantly dressed troops who take part in the celebration, and they get small amounts of money for their efforts because they entertain people with their costumes. Ravi Kampati spent the last five years dressing up as a mythological creature... Um, and movie monsters so that he can raise money for children whose families cannot afford life-saving surgeries. He learned about, he started this five years ago um, when he saw that there was a little baby who there was a doctor error and the little baby couldn't use her hand. And the family was too poor to pay for it. And he lives in poverty. This is my Mm -hmm. favorite part about it is he's, he lives in poverty and he started using these dressing up as these costumes to raise money for little kids that need the surgery whose parents don't have money for it. So he raised like $27,000 for one of the families to get this life-saving surgery, a guy who's poor. Yeah. Um, They decided to, uh, he and his friends decided to make costumes every year now. The costume, uh, they picked one from Pan's Labyrinth. It was a costume, it was a character named Pawn. The costume took one month to make and 12 hours for him to put on. 12 hours to put this costume on. 
once he was successfully uh, put the costume on, he stayed in it for 36 hours straight well, because he couldn't take it off. right, he couldn't take it off. But also, people were donating money for the amount of time that he stayed in the costume. Wow! Now he's got an indie uh, um, a crowdfunding page, and he has raised about 1.7 million dollars. His goal is two million to help these little kids with their surgeries. Oh man! Still poor. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That he could see that and say, I'm going to raise money for them. I'm not even going to think about myself and my financial situation. They need help, so I'm going to do it. He's, he's probably got taking a little bit. He's got to be skipping, right? He's got to be. <laughs> he's got to be skipping. Come on. Come on. This is great news. I like it. That's really lovely. So... So many little kids dream of meeting a Disney princess. So imagine this bride who is mistaken for a Disney princess. How cool that was for her. Did she say, beat it, kid? No, here's oh. the thing. This is a woman named Olivia. She was in the park taking wedding photos with her husband when she just hears this little five-year-old losing her ass, just screaming, Cinderella, Cinderella, <laughs> running up to her. But... The part that's really phenomenal is that this is a five-year-old girl named Layla who has autism. She doesn't connect with strangers. So her mom seeing this was like, my little girl is so into this and all she wants to do is chat with this princess. Mm -hmm. She thought it was Cinderella. So they chatted, they took a bunch of pictures and then the bride said she had a ball to get to so she had to leave. But they have stayed in contact and this is so adorable. They've stayed in contact. They've had little picnics together. She also arranged for um, to have one of those big pumpkin carriages show up mm -hmm. so the little girl could take a picture in the pumpkin carriage. And Somebody started a GoFundMe for this little girl to go to Disney World to meet other Disney princesses. You can never see what 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 happiness I have in me. That's I, not what she said. I believe it's what she feels, though. But it's just such a lovely story for this woman who... I don't know if you've ever taken pictures in your wedding dress. You want to get those done, get back to the party type of thing. So I've heard. Um, but to be that joyful and so kind to this little girl and take the time. Her mother said that she's the epitome of what a real-life princess would be. She's kind, she's sweet, and she went out of her way to be nice to Layla. And it's beat just, a kid. No, again, <laughs> not saying beat a kid. It's just a lovely story about just taking the time to make... A little kid's day and the pictures that we will post just some of the cutest things yeah, this little girl just looking up at her oh i can't and that's kids. my they're a giant waste of time and money again not what we're saying that's my great news all right we have tickets for the wwe if you would like to call now this is november 20th at staples wwe smackdown we're going to play a game next 1-800-520-1067 if you know wrestling you should be able to play the game and win the tickets it's the kevin and bean show k-rock all right wrestling fans this is a big deal anytime wwe is in town at staples center wwe smackdown live is going to be there on november the 20th you can buy your tickets at axs.com or you can win them right now with a game that we like to call Real move, fake move. Real move, fake move. Just like that. Real move, fake move. Just like that. Real move, fake move. Just like that. Hell yeah, SmackDown is where it's at. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie, you are a wrestling aficionado. What do we need to know about this game with our callers on hold? I'm 
going to give you three moves. You just have to tell me which of the three is the real move. Oh, right. that sounds simple enough. Easy enough, right? All right, let's start with Alfred in Anaheim. Good morning, Alfred. Morning. Hey, Alfred. Here are your three moves. Which one is real? Is it the Tongan Tickle, the Samoan Drop, or the Mexican Shuffle? Samoan Drop. Yes, it is. Boom, you're in the drawing. Congratulations. <laughs> By the way, uh, don't discount the Tongan Tickle, though, if you can get yeah. somebody to do it to you. It's it worth is it. a delight. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Andy and Torrance, good morning. Good morning. All right, Andy, which one is the real move? Is it the super high stash, the supernatural crash, or the super fly splash? The super fly splash. Yeah. Real move, fake move. Like yeah. <laughs> snooka, snooka. I, I always forget how much our wrestling fans know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Victor in Commerce is next. Hi, Victor. Hi. Hey, Victor, which one is the real move? Is it the Power Bomb, the Power Grid, or the Power Ranger? The Power Bomb. Indeed. Real move, fake move. Just like that. Our friend uh, Jack Black has a Power Bomb, too, by yeah, the way. It's yeah. very different. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is it Jaime in Los Angeles? Jaime. Jaime. Jaime, okay. I thought I said pretty close to that. Uh, Uh, Welcome. welcome. Hi. What's up, bud? Welcome, Jaime. (laughs) Which one is the real move? Is it the Big Lebowski, the Three Amigos, or the Tommy Boy? The Tommy Boy. Oh, it's the Three Amigos. Not so full of yourself now, are you, (laughs) Jaime? Emphasis right. on the meh, right? Let, let's go to John and <laughs> Alhambra. Good morning, John. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. All right. Which one is the real move? Is it the yes lock, the cock block, or the booty drop? The yes lock. It is indeed. That is correct. Nicely done. Real move, fake move. Just like that. If you're just joining us, we're giving away tickets to WWE SmackDown Live at Staples Center November 20th. This is the edition of the game where Allie thinks she can say anything on the air. Can I not say that one? <laughs> I mean, if it's a move. Yeah, it's... Uh, John nice. C. In Valencia. Hello. Oh, my God. Is this John Cena? I don't think it's John Cena. John Cena, I can't John see you. C, Are you there? Just to see. It's Are you just there? the beginning of it. Okay. All right. Which one is the real move? Is it... Pirate Spider. Is it Black Widow? Is it Recluse? Black Widow. It is. Real move, fake move. Just like that. We're getting a lot of folks uh, in the drawing here to win these tickets. A five out of six so far. Uh, Let's go to John F. in Van Nuys. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, John. Which one is the real move? Is it the Stunner, the Hottie, or the Bay? The Stunner. Yeah. Real move. Yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like I've done this thinner, by the way. Uh, you haven't. Let's go to Nelson in Los Angeles. Hi, Nelson. Ew. Right? Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, Bean's done the stunner. <laughs> that was his nickname in college. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, Nelson, which is the real move? Is it the rifleman, the marksman, or the sharpshooter? The sharpshooter. Indeed. Yeah, all right. Damn, these guys are good. Seven out of eight. I nice. mean, seriously, you're all in the drawing. Only one will win tickets for WWE. What? <laughs> WWE SmackDown Live at Staples Center on November the 20th. Is it going to be Alfred or Andy, Victor or John, 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 or Nelson? A lot of Johns. Only one can win. Who's it going to be today, please? The winner is Alfred. Yeah! Alfred, congrats. Yeah!
Woo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the tickets. Thanks for playing the game. Real move, fake move. Just like that. Real move, fake move. Just like that. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Only a, a couple more days for Halloween spooks, you guys. Right. Yeah. That's great. Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. Sing it if you know it. The original Now I have it on uh, best authority, the uh, Kevin and Bean listeners who were listening while I they was lie. out last week. They lie. That there was very little Halloween spooks on the program. We they, got some in Friday. They tell the truth. There mm-hmm. was very little. You're right about that. <laughs> okay. Was there, was there any two eyeballs? Yes. Yes, there was. Yes. Oh, there was some two eyeballs. Yes. Yeah, so and, and we I've did impressed. do Halloween spooks on Friday. Correct. Uh, was there any king size candy? No, that was a fail. Oh, okay, yeah. gotta yeah, get that some was a thing. thing. Let me ask you about a couple of other things because you know I always have many questions when I'm off for a week. I come back from vacation. Um, a couple quick questions, and then we'll get to flute fails because I'm very curious about that as well. How did it go with a guest? I was very excited about coming in. Very sad to miss Derek Lewis. Oh, it was great. My balls was hot. My balls was hot. Yeah. Took him a took him a minute to wake up, but then when uh-huh. he did, it was great. Yeah, he was. It's he, tough getting fighters in the morning because they just—that's not their time. Of course not. Yeah, but he is uh, personality plus yeah. as delightful as we hope. He, he just would be. makes everything up on the fly. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and tell me, uh, where are we in our uh, our escalating feud with that punk ass bitch Jonah Hill? What's going on with Jonah Hill? Oh, we because... were so we were so disappointed that he didn't come in last week. Because yeah. he shouted. For folks who don't know, he shot. He sort of shouted us out on the uh, was he was on the Breakfast Club right in New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he was just ooing and eyeing over how they're his favorite show. He's like, I don't go on Kevin and Bean and tell them that they're my favorite show, right? So we couldn't wait to play that. Tape I thought for that him. was funny, and I thought it would I be funny, it funny too. when we had him in. But then we found out he didn't just cancel us; he canceled his whole his whole tour, his whole mm. radio tour. Uh huh. So I was like, "Oh, it's too bad." That would have been fun. So he wasn't trying to just get away from no. us. Okay. No, he doesn't care about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and the other thing I had, I guess, was flu feel. I guess yes. I wanted. We covered Burrito Gate earlier today. We got to mm-hmm. the bottom of that. Thank you, Allie. You're welcome. Now let's hear about flu feel. What's this well, all about? When they say flute, they mean recorder mm-hmm. because that's what they're playing. But Jensen does a feature called "I uh, Found It on YouTube," mm-hmm. and he found an incredible amount of flute fails. Um, you can look it up on YouTube, and there's just hundreds and hundreds of them where people are trying to play a recorder along with music. Here's the example that he gave us. At the time we aired that, that that's pretty good. Really? Yes. Until we tried it. I am going to tell you that every Kevin and Bean show from now on will start with that piece of tape. I'm not positive that that's a great idea. (laughs) Let's uh, Let's do Allie's first. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I could do something really upbeat and really rock it, but why not do something tender and something that would make you feel? So, had you played the recorder before? Uh, about eight seconds before the segment, I just blew into it to see how it would work. Okay. It uh, it didn't. We all did, oh, and then everybody yeah. was like, can anyone get it to make any other sound except for that one note? Yeah. But this is what I don't understand. Isn't the recorder 
the simplest instrument to play, and that's why they give it to people in fourth grade? I mean, it is easy to play in that you just have to blow on it, but your finger work, it's very difficult <laughs> at least to figure it out at the beginning how to change okay. notes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's hear Alec. Oh, very tender song. Exact same note every time. <laughs> I was sort of painful. Thank you. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, yeah. it's a little painful in it that you can't change the notes. Adele record. Mm-mm. Correct. No. Yes. No. Uh, here was Jensen. <laughs> By the way, we uh, we posted these uh, online as well, and mm-hmm. you can see them. This is mine. I figured I'd go with Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. because then it didn't matter how bad I was. They would drown me out. They would carry it. Why haven't they asked you to join the band? Right? That's, That's my the fear. Question. That's my fear is they're going to get back together. They're going to say only under one condition. Right. And that's that Kevin plays the recorder. And you have to. <laughs> right. So they did a really good job of putting the music video behind mm-hmm. and then putting us in a tiny little corner mm-hmm. to play along with it. And since we couldn't play the recorder, yeah. and you have been trying to learn the ukulele. Right. And can't play it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. What are you suggesting? I'm suggesting we do a ukulele fail. That you play along with a song, um, and you're going to say, I don't know how. We didn't know how to play the recorder either, and it sounded terrible. That is fair enough. Okay. By the way, if you want to see those videos, you can just use at Kevin and Bean on Instagram and Twitter to see them. I have been giving a lot of thought to my uh, ukulele. I did start off with a great deal of passion and enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, and, man. And I still intend to be a great u- ukulele player. I really do. I re- it's something I'm committed to. Is it? I just have- How do you show your commitment? <laughs> by not playing. How much, how much time have you played? None. Okay. I've played none. But uh-huh. practice. None. I haven't practiced with. Haven't picked it okay, up. Okay, but you two, you watched a YouTube tutorial on I'm how going, to play it, even though you to. didn't. Okay. I'm going to do that. Yes, I haven't done that. Okay. Um, the Bean, last... Is it out of the box? <laughs> um, yeah, it's out of the okay, box. Okay, okay. Because remember, remember, like a month ago, I took it over to a friend's house, and uh, we sat on the porch doing some picking and grinning. And he, no, he you didn't. Sh- you didn't do that. I did. He he showed me. You may least... have grinned. You didn't pick. All right, I was watching him. Right. He showed me how to, you know, where to put, how to tune it, and where to put your fingers and things like that. And Come I realized on. at that point Go it's on. much more more difficult than I expected it would mm-hmm. be. But here's the thing uh, that you guys need to know is that on the inside, I am a euchre. Okay? Is that right? I identify as a euchre, uh-huh. but it's not. It doesn't show on the outside yet. Is uh-huh. it going to show on the outside? Now you can't. You don't have access to your euchre. Uh, no, not right now, but I think I will later today. Okay, so later today, we would like for it to move to the outside mm-hmm. so that we could watch you like uh-huh. like they filmed us okay. playing along with your favorite song or one of your favorite okay. songs. Okay, yeah, look, it'll be it'll be terrible, but right. based, based on what I've just heard, how just, bad could it be? It's not very high of a bar. <laughs> how bad could it be, right? Yeah, I'll try that. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm serious about this. It's something I very much Stop want. Stop it. I know it's something I want Stop to do. It. 
I just I got to let that inner uke out, you know, and it's just sure. I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. By the way, I'm also the same guy who has been serious about and really, really wanted to learn Spanish for the last 30 yeah, you, years. You always <laughs> say these things that you're super serious about. And I'm going to do never, it, though. You don't even take a baby, one baby step. Nothing. I'm not a, I'm not great at follow through. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Allie is here with What's Happening on a Monday. 50 Cent and Ja Rule have been beefing for what seems like decades. And it has reached a level of petty. Great. That I am super into. I love the petty beef. <laughs> it's a way petty beef. It's a now deleted Instagram post, but 50 Cent posted this on Friday. I just bought 200 seats in the front row so they can be empty. LOL. <laughs> he then posted Photoshop pictures of empty seats and Ja Rule envisioning the concert looking out at those empty seats. He said he brought, bought the tickets on Groupon, spending at least 3000 bucks. He just really wanted to, to get under his skin, and so he'd have to be looking out, seeing empty seats. But then other people were like, dude, you just put money in Ja Rule's pocket. So I don't know how great that level of petty is, especially now, if he knows this ahead of time, he can fill those seats with people. Oh, good point. Oh, but my God, <laughs> 50 cent. What is going on? I kind of dig it. I love it's that. kind of funny. It's very funny. Bean, you get your uh, your early dates for the Kiss Army? Um, I see. I have not looked at them yet. I see that they were announced this mm -hmm. morning, the first leg of their farewell tour. This time they mean it. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, they say this upcoming tour is indeed their last. You guys, KISS is, uh, they're going all over the place. It's not bad. 65 dates across two continents. And if you're wondering about L.A. dates, we know them now. Anaheim, the Honda Center, will be on February the 12th. And here in Los Angeles at the Forum on February 16th. But here's the part of this article that I um, I just kind of enjoyed reading. Asked what the difference was going to be between their farewell tour in 2000 and now. <laughs> and Paul Stanley said, the 2000 farewell tour was at the end of the time where we had brought back two original members, meaning Ace Freely and Peter Chris. And it was such a drudgery and so difficult and so unhappy. That's what you want to hear about it from a it, band. That it just seemed like, let's put the horse down. After the tour was over, it didn't take me long to realize I didn't want to say goodbye to the band. I wanted to say goodbye to two members. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oof. Good That's Lord. disappointing to hear only because, look, if you're a KISS fan, mm -hmm. you like seeing all four original right. members together. You can't tell who's yeah. up there. You do. <laughs> and you and you, and and it would be nice, it would be great if they could make amends. How and about if I follow it up with this? That said, Stanley won't rule out appearances by Ace Freely or Chris or any other former member saying... I wouldn't rule anything out. Okay. So you just <laughs> diss them in the biggest way ever. Then, oh, but maybe if you're down there in Fresno, they might yeah. show up. That's weird. It is insane. Gene and Paul have a very strict no drug and alcohol policy, and that has been very difficult for other members to live by. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that, Bean. Will right. you go to that show? I probably will try to see the Farewell Kiss show, yes. It How many times have you seen Kiss? I don't know. Many over the years, mm -hmm. many times. Many yeah. meaning more than 10? Uh, probably, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. They are one of those bands who, and you talk about groups that you like, Kevin, that put on a, a spectacle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on. There's so the Muse is like that. There's so much going on into the staging. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Into the lights, into the effects, into the drones, into everything else they do. Kiss is like that on a different, uh, you know, on a different level. But it's just, it's visually and it's, it's loud and they have so many great songs and I think I'd enjoy it. Well, February 22nd in New Orleans at the okay. Smoothie King Center. Fantastic. I mean, just go for the name, right? The Smoothie <laughs> King. I dig that. Yeah, but I think that Kevin's right. How do you even know who's up there? Right. I mean, Gene, you do. You can tell he's Gene. just big. Yeah. And I no, guess I know Paul, what you're saying. Because but... they wear makeup, does it matter? I think there is still, you still do hope for some authenticity. Look, mm -hmm. Ace Freely is a great guitar player. That's not to say other people can't play his songs, but you want to see the, you want to yeah, see Ace, you know? That's all. I get it. I totally get it. Speaking of spectacles. I, I wasn't able to fill you in on Bruno Mars. Wow, Bean, you would have loved it. Like if you liked good things. That's what I'm Was saying. he there or did you just send out a hologram of Morris Day and How call it a night? How dare you? How dare you? He was wonderful. <sighs> like life changing, you guys. I mean, I now mean, I have right, to take Bean's side. That's too far. That's too far. I get it. So Demi Lovato's mom, Diana De La Garza, was on Maria Menuno's podcast and she said that. Her daughter, Demi, is 90 days sober, which is a very good thing to hear. And she also... Demi Lovato! Yes. She also said she couldn't be more thankful and proud of her because addiction, being a disease, it's work. It's not easy. And there are no shortcuts. And she was asked if she had any idea that Demi was back um, doing something. And she said, I knew that she wasn't sober, but let me clarify, I didn't know what she was doing because she doesn't live with me. She's 26. I just knew that she wasn't sober, and that's all I really knew at the time. Hmm. So that must be incredibly hard for her mother. So, All right. Let's sober up and try to listen to this. All right. Well, she has 90 days, so that is a good thing. And Justin Timberlake has to reschedule two more tour dates. He has bruised vocal cords. Oh. Yeah, don't want that. No. And he's canceling shows. He postponed shows at Madison Square Garden last week due to it. And now um, his Sunday show in Buffalo. These are these are big shows that he's like, I just, I can't do it. Not a good situation. You don't want bruised vocal cords no, agreed. when you're a singer. That much, that's I a, know. That's a hot tick take right there. Thank you so much. Well, you you don't want to go to Buffalo in late October. Both. I mean, I think late October is when you want to go to Buffalo. If you have to go to yes, Buffalo at all. Absolutely. But at Madison Square Garden, he postponed that. Yeah. That's right. he, troubling. He's not faking it. No, he is not. He always assumes. <laughs> Insane. The worst. So Iman, we all know her. She's a supermodel, married to David Bowie. Mm -hmm. She told an interviewer that she will never marry again after losing her husband of 24 years, David Bowie. She said, quote, I will never remarry. I mentioned my husband the other day with someone, and they said to me, you mean your late husband? And I said, no, he's always going to be my husband. Like, who is saying to her, oh, you right? mean the dead one? Like, <laughs> Why who, would who someone are you say talking that? to? What is happening? Oh, hold on. You're talking about your dead husband? You mean who David would, Bowie? He's dead. Who would you mean say that? that guy? That's a good question. What is that? He's talking to the wrong people. That's what I'm saying. And speaking <laughs> of David Bowie, uh -huh. um, would you like to have a 20-pound note, you know, huh? like what? an English money 20-pound with David Bowie's picture on it? Yeah. Well, there's a petition 
and here's how you can sign oh, up okay. 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 to okay. get him uh-huh. a, a pound note. 20 pound note, you said. Um, it's www.change.org. Uh-huh. But there's Let's no go dot to that, after. Sign the petition. Okay. And then there may be some. Come on! He was giving a long. There was too much to keep track of in my head. That's all it was. (laughs) How dare you? He wasn't done. Come on! You want me to play Halloween music or not? He wasn't done. Let him. He might have what? Bean. He might have what? I want to hear you finish that. I wanted to hear hear the end of the of how we're supposed to help with the twenty pound note. It's all just going to be a mystery. I mean, it's all right. I all guess right. so. I think it's okay. Some birthdays for you. Toblo, Tracy Ellis, Ross, Ross, what? Gabrielle Union, Winona Ryder, and the man that sat with Beer Mug and quite frankly had to feel like he was speaking to one of the best interviewers of our time. Happy birthday to Richard Dreyfus. Well, Richard, thank you for your time. You are truly... One of my uh, inspirations. I'm not an actor, but you, com- comedic wise, like, I mean, you you take serious roles, comedic roles, but I mean, it's that's that's the arts right there. You know, laughter, sad, cry, everything. And you, Mr. Dreyfus, thank you so much. <laughs> we really don't know if he was there, do we? <laughs> not at that point. Wouldn't you have walked if you were Richard Dreyfus? No, I'd want to know how it ends. <laughs> what is this kid saying? And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Look, I know uh, Andrew Siciliano's job is to come on on Monday mornings and recap the NFL weekend for us because he's an expert. That's what he does. But do you think he can make us feel, he can spend a minute on making us feel better about the Dodgers series? Andrew, you got that in you this morning? I mean, can I tell you the truth? When it was, I think they made it five to one or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Five to one. I, I I went to the movies. You went what to like, the movies? I, I, I went to the movies. I, I I couldn't yeah stomach watching another team celebrate there, and particularly the Red Sox. Okay, like of all the like, if you wanted me to make you feel better, I'll say the Fenway Frank sucks. Also, all right, okay, you'd be <laughs> you'd be wrong okay. there because that bread is delicious. <laughs> that thing is just disgusting. Somebody said earlier, I wish I I wish I could give credit to this, but I thought this was interesting, and then we'll move on to the NFL this weekend. Yes. But somebody said that the Red Sox have become the Yankees because they're the team that everyone loves to hate that wins all the time. And here's part two. The Dodgers mm-hmm. have become the Red Sox, which oh, is the team ooh, that goes decades ooh. between wins and always figures out a way to lose the ooh, big one. That's just hurtful. Because it, ooh, because it hasn't been since Gibson. Yeah, the Red Sox thing, ever since they won it again, what, the first time was 03, when it's really cute, we could say they win every year after a Russian revolution. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> right, they, they became everything that they hated right. for generations and generations. And now they're four, four times in 15 years right. they won. And I right. think, Allie, yeah, you're generally is- happy when they win, except when they win over the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I was rooting for the Dodgers, but I, I'm telling you, when I saw that lineup release yesterday, I knew it was over. It was yeah. over. 
Good yeah. night. Let's sit Cody Bellinger the last night. Yeah, sure, let's let's but... put Kike batting third. What are you doing? Yeah, that that makes sense. You All right, let's... the night before. I let's... get it. But that 3 roided up Red Sox team forever lives in infamy. Yep. Give me no four. Oh four, right? Whatever it was. You know what? They were roided up the year before. Too. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk some positive sports news. You know, we had that. What were the what, what were they calling it yesterday? The, uh, the they're calling it Sports Mageddon. Sportsmageddon. Sportsmageddon, yes. There were five teams playing locally Yeah, at the same time. Let's talk about the happy Rams news because although it was a very close game, the Rams are 8-0, and uh, you've been saying since week one they're the best team in football, Andrew. And they proved it again yesterday, and and yesterday was awesome because, yes, there were many Packer fans there. Granted, I was watching from the studio in the marina. However, although the atmosphere was amazing, you had two – Two fantastic teams. You had Aaron Rodgers heading to the Hall of Fame. Jared Goff said afterwards, I mean, he's the best of all time. Everyone knows it. Sorry, Tommy, or Tommy, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they play next week. And then you had just these great moments. I mean, you had you had Todd Gurley tackling himself inside the five-yard line rather than scoring a touchdown and giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back. Making gamblers happy everywhere. <laughs> yes, I, I honest, honest to goodness, people don't believe me that I don't look at the lines that much, if at all. I, I had no idea that affected gambling. I just realized that fantasy people would be upset. Sure. And, and then you have you have Ty Montgomery. And I don't know if people saw, you know, Ty Montgomery fumbles the kickoff. Yes. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't get a chance to come back and rip the Rams' hearts out and make all those people there at the Coliseum happy. And then you get that that reaction shot of Rodgers on the sideline basically dropping F-bombs on Montgomery, you know, pointing at the field. And, and Mike Silver writes on NFL.com today, my colleague, that Montgomery was angry because he wasn't on the field for the last series offensively, and they told him don't run it out, but he was kicked off and ran it out anyway because wow. because of the whole you're not playing me on offense thing. Well, I'll tell you the thing about the Rams that was really impressive is they find a different way to win when they need to, and it's amazing. Yeah, every single time, and, and whether it's Gurley or Goff or Aaron Donald, who is on pace for 20 sacks. Or, or the or special teams even yesterday. Or special teams, or Josh Reynolds scoring touchdowns, and Cooper Cup is out. Listen, this is the most ridiculous stretch. They they got Aaron Rodgers this time. Next week they have to go to New Orleans and face Drew Brees. Now they beat him here last year, but this Saints team in the last two weeks has gone to Baltimore, beaten the best defense in football, and then last night gone to Minnesota and beaten the Vikings. That that that's ridiculous. And now the Rams have to go there. Okay. The Rams get the Seahawks after that, and then the Chiefs in Mexico City after that on Monday night before Thanksgiving. If they somehow get to their bye week undefeated, I, that I, that that would just be ridiculous. Let me ask yeah. another. Let me ask another question about being undefeated. That can sometimes get in your way of winning a Super Bowl. Oh, like, really? Like that's your <laughs> that's your goal, and yeah. then when you lose one time, it sort of takes the air out of your sails. I, you know, and I, I've heard passionate arguments on both sides of this, like, get the loss out of the way so you don't think about it anymore. Right. I, I guess. I hear what you're saying. Um, but then there's also the, well, you made it all the way there and then lost. Right, Allie? And yeah, I'm sorry. It happened. Um, and then people talk about that all the time as well. I, I look, I, I think, I don't, don't, don't get mad at me and, and people, people in Thousand Oaks, if you're driving to your jobs with the Rams today, don't get mad at me. This this could be the loss this week in New Orleans. I, this game is 
tough. By the way, yesterday tough. was that was the same thing. Yep. But sure. if they lose, if they lose a game, they're going to be fine. Right? They're too, they're, it's not like they're going to fall apart. I just want right. to see no, Sean McVay be... happy, you guys. I want him to keep winning, oh. and he's just—he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> Especially when he smiles. Yes. 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 She does. I've seen his girlfriend. I'll sit this one out. She was very much like that. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. I was not. I was not suggesting that kind of introduction. Just. An introduction. So maybe you could put the photo on Instagram. Like like oh. fans in the K-Rock kitchen. That like, would be you know, really oh, nice. Yes. We are uh, talking to Andrew Siciliano, host of the NFL Up to the Minute and DirecTV's Red Zone channel. I wanted to, at least if we have time for one more thing, because I've never heard you as excited. In fact, a listener sent us a clip. I wish I had it available of your vo- how high your voice went with the excitement over what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing yesterday. So Jameis, Wilson, uh, Jameis Winston is... Dead man walking with the Bucks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point. You can't throw that many interceptions and still keep your job. Ryan Fitzpatrick Correct. comes in, and then all of a sudden it's Fitz, Matri- Fitz uh, Magic. And you were loving it, Andrew. My voice went really high. Yeah, it was um, uh, on. I, I, and then people were tweeting me the video. I thought you were going to give me grief for, for making up a word yesterday. Wow. I made up an adjective, and it wasn't intentional. We're not I done. I had two words in my head, and and it came out as... Fantaculous. I mean, I got to be honest. I don't understand. Oh yeah, that's me every day. <laughs> <laughs> fantaculous. Uh, people were tweeting hashtag fantaculous at me because I, mean, it's I was going to say fantastic, and then I was going to say, I guess fabulous, and I came out fantaculous. I I, like I don't it. hate it. I, I got to hate you. it as well. Sometimes that's appropriate. I think. I sure. <laughs> also, I, I did run down the hall to use the bathroom yesterday, Allie. Oh man! Whoa! You're you See, lost your streak a while ago. Now it doesn't even well, matter. No, I, well, yes, you got that I, first I loss out of the way early last week for the first time. And much like much like a night out with the friends, once you go once, what does it matter? Right? Anymore? What does it matter? It's true. Exactly. What does it matter anymore? Well, it was a very exciting uh, weekend, I, I guess is what we're saying, as they all seem to be. I mean, there's there's never a Monday that rolls around, Andrew, where we don't have something super fun to talk to you about. And I guess that's what makes the sport great, right? Well, you also had Adam Vinatieri, who's 45 years old, now become the leading scorer in the 99-year history of the league. And you had a 33-year-old running back in Adrian Peterson running for 150 yards and looked like a 23 year old running back and you had Josh Rosen you had Josh Rosen win a game at the end. Hey, Todd Gurley has scored more points than the Buffalo Bills. That's oh, a fact. That's <laughs> and until gotta... that final Cardinals touchdown, he had scored more than the Cardinals. All um, right, take it easy. Last uh, last question, Andrew. True or false? I hear that the red hot Raiders 49ers matchup for Thursday night has been flexed to an etch a sketch. Is that true? <gasps> Ooh, wow. It's <laughs> on NFL harsh. Network that I highly suggest you watch. But I will say this. Here's why you should enjoy this game. Okay. There is an outside chance, outside chance, that the Raiders have to play their home games next year in the 49ers building in Santa Clara. What? What? Because the Raiders don't have a lease next year, and the city of Oakland and the Raiders are at a little bit of an impasse because the Raiders are getting up to leave for Vegas in two years. Right. And the Raiders just want to basically stay on the couch for one more year at Oakland, like, hmm. you know, figuratively speaking. Uh-huh. And they can't come to an agreement. And and the Copper Bowl, you know, Sam Boyd, where UNLV plays, has already said, we don't want you, right? You don't come here. So, so they, they might don't have to necessarily play. have a place to play. 
And there is a chance that they go to Santa Clara and share a building with the Ooh, 49ers. Oh, my gosh. And there's no, forgive me if this is a stupid question, the schedule doesn't work if they just play all road games, right? No, they can't do that. Although I'm sure they kicked the idea around. They could make it like a traveling, uh, you know, kind of road show. And, right. uh, hey, everybody, come see the Raiders when they come to town. I'd hate to see that throw the Raiders off, which is a very good streak for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I hate to destroy all that momentum. My God. <laughs> all right. The deadline is tomorrow. So let's okay. see if the Raiders trade anything else away. Up to the minute on the NFL Network and DirecTV's Red Zone channel on Sundays. Andrew, you're the best, man. Thanks for coming on. Love you guys. Bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's Halloween, of course, so we're talking uh, scary movies. We were having a conversation off the air about our favorite scary movies. And we tried to come up with a top five. We're terrible at And top you know five. how that usually goes. Because <laughs> scary is the new Halloween, by the way. What are you hearing about that? The new um, Halloween film. I've heard g- really good things. Mm-hmm. But Super I haven't scary? Seen um, I've heard that it's really... I don't know. I've heard that it's really good, so I assume it's scary. What is your kind of scary, Kevin? You love scary movies. Are you a psychological scary movie guy? Are you a blood and guts guy? Are you a... I'm not really a blood and guts guy, but, I, but The Exorcist is my number one. It's considered by many to be the scariest movie of all time. Yeah. And I think that's because it's a little girl who turns so terrifying. How long are you planning to stay in, Reagan? Until she rots and lies stinking in the earth. What's that? Holy water. You keep it away. <gasps> it burns! <laughs> <laughs> um, second for me is is the, uh, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, third is The Conjuring. You guys remember The Conjuring? It was like, it wasn't about demon possession, but it was like a house that was possessed and the demons were torturing the people in there. Do you remember that? Ugh. Oh, that was pretty sweet. Understand this? We are now fighting for her soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, the saints and all the angels, I command you to reveal yourself. You know what? It may be possession, Bean. That may, that be, may my, be your thing. That may be my thing. And then uh-huh. number four is the ring. Um, and here's a little clip from that. I do remember The Ring was one of those movies that seemed like it changed everything in horror movies. It was a new kind of horror movie. And maybe it was just because we hadn't been exposed to as many of those Japanese films as we had, you know, have been since. Right. But everything seemed different after The Ring. And there are just some visual images that stick with you. And that girl with that hair coming up out of that well is just something you'll never forget. Same thing goes on with Poltergeist, which is my number five. Son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch and left the bodies and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Remember when he jumps in the pool? Yes. Oh, so it's good. It's muddy and oh. So good. God. By the way, the you only moved the headstones guy, that's information we could have used yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he was just figuring it out. We are uh, taking your calls, by the way, on this topic uh, just in time for Halloween because you may have a movie that's one of the scariest of all time that our listeners haven't tried yet, and maybe they're looking for something for the season. So call us at 1-800-520-1067. You can always text us as well, but we're looking forward to including your phone calls. Ali, you came up with a list as well. I did. Um, a couple of the same ones on there, The Exorcist uh, and Poltergeist, and I think of Poltergeist all the time. You do. Because my family moved into a house with a huge oak tree in the front yard and I don't think I slept for months 
And then we had the big lightning storm a couple weeks ago, and I was just counting in between the lightning and the thunder because that's how you can tell how close it is. I learned that in Poltergeist. Sure. I hate little clown dolls. It, it <laughs> messed me up. Uh, the Exorcist messed me up in a whole other way. Um, but then the Omen. Oh, the oh. Omen. Oh, so creepy. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. That was a good one, too. Terrifying. That Terrifying. was a good one, too. And The Shining. Oh, sure. Good God. Here's Johnny. One of the biggest lines of all time, right? Ever. Absolutely. Just terrifying. But there was also a movie, um, a lot of old school horror fans have seen it. I don't think a lot of people um, present day have watched it, but it's a movie called Don't Look Now, and it's Donald Sutherland and this terrifying little troll person <laughs> with a red coat. And it's just, it's all this buildup to the last little bit. And ugh. and there's a sex scene in it, and I shouldn't have been watching it with my babysitter at the time. And she got in a lot of trouble from my parents. But There seems a, to be a lot of I shouldn't have been watching at that yes, age in yeah. your life. A lot, a lot of babysitter uh, showing me stuff I shouldn't have seen. Mm. And I respect it. Thank you, Kathy Ryan. Let's take a couple of calls. one 800 5201067. Talking about the scariest movies you've ever seen. And we've got, uh, I think we got Ruben up first. He's got one to recommend on line one, please. Morning, Ruben. Hey, good morning. Hi there. What's the uh, what? scariest possession movie has to be The Right? The, the right. right. Now, tell us about that. That does not sound familiar to me. I don't think I've heard of that. With Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins gets possessed. He's a priest. And. It's just, it flips you out because now another priest has to take care of this possessed priest, and it's just mind-blowing. Oh, it's the right R-I-T-E? Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm, I think I might it, need to watch that again. Yeah. You By need the to way, watch it. speaking it's of Anthony Hopkins, would you guys consider yeah. Silence of the Lambs a horror movie that could be one of the scariest movies of all time? I think some people would. I don't think of it as a horror movie. I just think it's, it's creepy. Yeah, I mean, I think it does qualify. Yeah. But not for everyone. All right. Let's thank you for the call, Ruben. We appreciate it. Let's do uh, one more before the break, and let's make it Jason Line Seven. The one he has is the one I was going to suggest in my top five of scariest oh, movies of all time. Jason. Hi. Hi there. Scariest yeah. movie of all time. The Human Centipede. Oh. Amen. <laughs> oh. Did you have when you saw that movie? Did you have dreams slash nightmares about that for months? Oh yeah. Definitely, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was horrible. Uh, I, you know, when the second movie came out, I couldn't, I couldn't even think about watching it. Yeah, well, the I second one wasn't as good anyway. What yeah, about the, the first. Third? Yeah, the third one was awful. Third was awful. So much, yeah. oh. Here's the here's the thing, and thank you, Jason. You're absolutely right. Here's the thing: people saw the trailer or the poster or whatever they saw for Human Centipede and just thought it was just going to be a big giant poop fest. All right. Uh, it's not. It's a great movie. Psychologically, it's terrifying. It's one of those movies that doesn't show you nearly as much as you're forced to imagine, but here's a clip. 100% medically accurate. Mouth to anus. One digestive system. 
Is this a perverted film you've been talking about? I mean, mouth to anus nope. may have yeah. t- turned a lot of people off. It shocks me that you saw it. Right? It was great. We had the director on, too, and we were like, what kind of evil, demented genius could have made this movie? And he came on and went, hey, Kevin and Bean, how are you? It's so great to be here. <laughs> like having Krusty the Clown on. We couldn't believe it was the same dude. But I'm telling you, trust us on this. If you never saw The Human Centipede, get it. It's great. <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. What do you want to add to the list is the scariest movie of all time. We'll take your calls and texts next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We're talking scary movies, and we've got James in Redondo Beach. Good morning, James. Good morning. Good morning. So my worst scary movie has to be the original It, but one that's overlooked is the Blair Witch Project. Oh, I did love the Blair Witch Project, except mm-hmm. for it made me sick because there was so much motion. All right, we <laughs> get it. That's why it's so scary. We get it. You're carrying uh, a video camera. All right. If you were willing to suspend disbelief and believe that it was actually found footage and that it was real and then it happened, it was the most terrifying thing. Once you knew it was actors pretending, it took a little it took a little of the sting out of it. I mean, the truth is, it, all of these are actors pretending being... <laughs> or are they? <laughs> That's a good okay, question. Eraserhead eraser was real, man. It's sad when a mother has to speak the words that condemn her own son, but I couldn't allow them to believe that I would commit murder. They'll put him away now, as I should have, years ago. He was always bad. And in the end, he intended to tell them I killed those girls. Um, Put her away until she loses that accent. (laughs) That's what I say. (laughs) Talking about the scariest movies of all time here on the Kevin and Bean Show a couple days before Halloween. Francisco writes in from the 323, Eight-Legged Freaks was mine. After I saw that movie, I've been scared of spiders my whole life. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. That's good. Uh, From the 626, Hereditary. It came out this year, but it haunts me every single day. This movie will literally mess you up. Hereditary. Is that one you missed? I heard about it. I missed it. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard great things from people who went to see it. All right, we're taking some calls. I want to get a couple here that I don't know because I think it'd be interesting to learn why they're so scary. Let's go to line six, please. Let's say hi to Melanie. She is in Woodland Hills. Hey, Melanie, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What's the scary movie we're missing? Oh, gosh. So we just watched it last night. It's called As Above, So Below. And I'm pretty jaded when it comes to horror movies, but the claustrophobia and this movie will kill you. It's crazy. (laughs) That's what we're looking for. It's a movie that'll kill us. (laughs) Uh, Is this somebody buried alive or something? No. um, A hot anthropologist goes looking for uh, the Philosopher's Stone in the catacombs under Paris. Well, that's just dumb. And... Right? right? Seriously, I don't know what she was thinking, but <laughs> okay. uh, obviously it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a great tip for somebody looking for something new for the holiday. Thank you very much. Now let's go to uh, line eight in Valerie. Let's get an all-time classic to balance that out and see what you guys think about her choice. Hey, Valerie. Hi. So when I was four years old, my parents went to see a movie called Carrie. Yep. And... When my babysitter, who was 16, came over, I told her I was upset because I watched a cartoon called Carrie, and I thought they were going to see that. And she'd seen it the night before, and she said, oh, no, it's not the cartoon. It's about... And then she proceeded to tell me the entire movie. That's sweet of her. The kids' <laughs> blood, the hand in the grave. I was mm, four. Yeah. I had about Carrie yeah. my whole life. It's I possible. didn't see it until I was 30. It's possible you were too young for that at yeah. four. <laughs> and the dirty pillows. Remember? Uh, 
awful. But then I saw it when I was 30, and it was worse. It was worse? Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of done it to yourself (laughs) at this point. All right. Sorry, Valerie. Sorry to hear about that. Um, wow, we got some good ones here. Let's go to Mary Line 2, please, Manhattan Beach, up next on the Kevin and Beach Show. Scary movies. Hey, Mary. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Paranormal activity. Um, uh, there there were a the bunch original. of those, right? And this is this is another one that kind of, it's like video surveillance that you're watching, right? Oh, yes, and creepy beyond all creepy. The you, first one was great. Do you remember the scene where Number the pool two. where the pool cleaner was moving around the pool, moving around the pool, and then it went dark, and then one second later it was out of the pool? That <laughs> was don't. so scary. And then I went home, and, and my our pool cleaner was out of the pool. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm living it. Living and we, it. Can't for, we cannot forget Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. Yeah, of there's course, a, that's, that's a classic. There's well. 20 of them. Yep. Right. All right. Thank you for the call, my dear. We appreciate it. Elle on Instagram says, people under the stairs. Everyone forgets about that oh, one. Oh, that's right. Still a classic. Let's do Melissa Burbank line one, please. This is one I've heard of, but don't know anything about, but I've heard other people say it's real scary, too. Hey, Melissa. Hey, everybody. Um, for me, it's The Babadook, which is really scary. It's on Netflix. It's a I don't know what that movie is either. from Australia. Yeah, it, it came out of Australia. It stars Essie Davis, and it is absolutely spectacular. The acting in it is crazy. She reads this book called The Babadook to her son, which unwittingly invites a demon into their house. And once you invite him in, you can't get rid of The mm. Babadook. Way to go, Mom. So... Yeah, so it's awesome, and her performance is amazing. It's also just creepy, creepy imagery, and the little boy in it, you believe he is messed up. He's awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> All right, Babadook is not just a kid rock song anymore, it sounds like. Hey, um, before we close, <laughs> that Netflix show that we were talking about last week with the Jensen. Is yes, The Haunting of Hill House. Hill House. That's one to recommend yes. to people, right? If you're, if you're looking for scary and something at uh, Halloween time at home. So good. That's the one. Yep. All right, great suggestions, everyone. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Can I interest you in more Bob Saget on your television? Uh, sure. Well, original America's Funniest Home Videos host, Bob Saget, is returning to ABC to host a new, more grown-up version of the video clip show. He will be the host of Videos After Dark, a show per ABC that's The hits are a little harder, the language a little bit saltier, the animals a little less cute, the kids a tad less adorable, and the embarrassing moments are way more revealing. Yes, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for that, too. By the way, the network also renewed America's Funniest Home Videos for its 30th and 31st seasons. It's still going on? Yes. It's, it's, it has a current season? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still huh. on. Yeah, the longest-running entertainment show in ABC history huh. and is currently the top performer on Sunday nights. Who it's up, hosts it now? I don't remember. I don't know who's hosting it it's now. It's somebody famous, but I don't remember who. So, somebody in the other room looked that up. You know why this is a great idea? Because the original America's Funniest Home Videos is a family show. Right. So when they get in a video like, well, like Pippa... <laughs> They can't put that on the regular Uh, show. That's the type of thing that Saget can do on his show. Absolutely. Hence, videos after dark. I like it. Yeah. No word yet on a premiere date, but I'm sure Bob will let us know, right? Right. Right. You guys, if... One person in the other room looking up what we have. Of course not. We just see those. I'm all right with that. Um, Apparently, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh. All right. right. There you have it. Carlton. 
There you have it. All right. If you're just waking up thinking, oh, if only I had a pair of Ed Sheeran skivvies. Well, you Something woke wrong up, with you, first of all. You woke up <laughs> to the right show. Because Ed Sheeran has donated over 300 pieces of personal memorabilia to a charity auction. Including his Martin guitar, a life-size Lego statue of his head, and multiple pairs of underwear. Ranging from about $25 to $102, medium and large sizes. Uh, you're going to want to get, though, the black briefs with blue trim with the words Abiza Rocks printed on it. Or maybe the gray pair of briefs with the words AKA Sexy Bastard printed right along the oh, waistband. Oh, no! Oh, God! Oh, no, 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 no! Ew! Isn't it usually a bad sign if people start giving away their possessions? Well, it, all proceeds are going to St. Elizabeth Hospice's new charity, Zest, which supports the care of young people living with progressive and terminal illnesses. All right. So he's doing it for a good cause. He's, he's doing not it just for a good giving cause. up show business and going back to live underground with the other hobbits. How dare you? First of all, it's a Martin guitar, which I'm sure he has 500 of. Sure. Uh, the life-size Lego statue of his head. I don't know how many of those there are. That's a, that's a piece. I you're can't imagine. Want. There's more than one. No, but... and and the underwear. These are not things though that he needs. Oh my God! No way. It's true. It's really true. You guys, a standalone Boba Fett film that was never officially announced is now officially no longer in development. So I'm really sorry. Thanks, for Han Solo. All of you Boba Fett heads. Or as some guy on Twitter pointed out, uh, we're Boba Fetishes. <laughs> all right. Good point, sir. But you now have um, all the focus on the upcoming TV series, The Mandalorian, of course, which Jon Favreau is doing. So that'll focus on, you know, bounty hunters. Sure. Not, I don't not I don't know anything about him. that, but uh, Jon Favreau, I did. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Hey, you guys, we've been mentioning all morning that it is Richard Dreyfuss' birthday, and I don't think we're spending enough time really going through the interview that Beer Mug did with him that led to the it laughter, sad cry. Super quote. revealing interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bean, can we, can we go through some of that? I am here with the legend, Mr. Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, I, I had mentioned to one of my coworkers before I came here today that I was going to be interviewing the legendary Richard Dreyfus about a uh, miniseries called Coma. And she got really excited. She's like, oh, Coma. I, I saw a movie called Coma about um, patients going into a hospital and, for very minor things and all of a sudden them just going into comas. And, I, and she says, I wonder if it's the same thing now. I have to ask. How long again, are, are we going to hear from him? How at all? long is that clip? Uh, well, we're uh, thirty seconds in right now. He hasn't given him a chance to even say hi. We don't know he, if he's there. I think. I think we're about to find out. All right. It was a uh, a film, original film by Michael Crichton. Uh, yes, the film was by Michael, yes. and the novel was by Robin Cook. Correct. Okay, so... You are correct about so, what you're participating he's in. He's already angry, and rightfully so. <laughs> he just had to be standing there going, I... How is this kid interviewing me? Mm -hmm. Why am I... Have a, don't I have enough of a career that I can say goodbye... I can say no to this? And why are we talking about Coma? That was the movie... That was the remake, I think, that Richard Dreyfuss was promoting. I think he oh, they did Oh, I see. I thought it was an old movie. Television, yes. Gotcha. The, I think they did a television version. I think. That was my understanding. But they're not done yet. Now, Richard, uh, before we continue with Coma, I just want to just go off on a little side tangent. Oh, good, here. good. Um, 
<laughs> my seventh grade music teacher. All right. Is there any Here way? No. Is there any go. way? Uh, no. This is going to be a good tangent to go on. I nope. Love it. Speaking of class of 66, was so gracious that she took us to see Mr. Holland's opus. And I, that honestly, I'm not blowing smoke here, but that changed my outlook on music at such a young age in seventh grade. So I just want to... You'll notice that Richard Dreyfus is not making any attempt to jump in and help, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there. He doesn't there. seem like the type of guy who would put up with frivolity. Yeah, he's not loving it. No. Say kudos for that movie. That was awesome. And the other day, I know I'm reaching way back here, not too far, but I saw Stakeout on, on Cinemax. And you are funny. You are a funny, funny man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why would he bring up to Richard Travis that he saw Stakeout on cable the other day? A movie from 30 years ago. Because he loved it. Knows he made that movie. All right, have you guys had enough? No. no. Uh, back to coma. Uh, did you did you watch the original film and did you take any anything away or did you just kind of the original film when it came out? But that's thirty years ago. And so you just kind of went into this project, this four hour miniseries, kind of with your own take or yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> He's so disheartened. <laughs> and do you play the doctor? I play the creator of the institute. Oh. Very excited. Not half as excited as I am. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now Richard Dreyfus is turning on us. Now he's losing it. And I, I think this is where Muggs, God bless him, says goodbye. Well, Richard, thank you for your time. You are truly one of my uh, inspirations. I'm not an actor, but you, co- comedic-wise, like, I mean, you, you take serious roles, comedic roles, but... I mean, it's that's that's the arts right there. You know, laughter, sad, cry, everything. And you, Mr. Dreyfus, thank you so much. Yay! I mean, that is the arts right there. So laughter, good. sad, cry. It's one of the best interviews I've ever I mean, had. That's ever. really great. And you can just hear the disdain in his voice, oh, and rightfully so. Yeah. Do you think that Richard Dreyfus, who's a very busy man and has done thousands of interviews, do you think that he still, no. at random times during his day, thinks about Matt Beerman. I think he forgot about that interview that day. Really? I, I would assume. I hope he thinks about it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, why was that guy talking about the original coma for so long? I didn't do that. <laughs> why did he bring up this girl in Opus <laughs> and stake out on cable? <laughs> I'm just so disappointed he didn't get into Jaws. Right? He should have just read his entire IMDb. Right? That was fantastic. Oh, well, happy birthday, Richard Dreyfus, As well as Winona Ryder, Gabrielle Union, Dan Castellaneta. Castellaneta? I can't. Why? I don't think you've said it right it's once. hang up. Yeah. It really is. Tracy Ellis Ross and Tovlo, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. And your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness. Me, SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show, we have uh, comedian Eddie If joining us in studio. We have Bean Makes Us Guess, and we've got your tickets every hour starting at 9 a.m. for a four-pack of tickets to the Six Flags Magic Mountain K-Rock Takeover. That's tomorrow morning. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. That's the arts right there. You know, laughter, sad, cry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.